Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. It's back on the air. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. We're brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta believes in the pursuit of perfection. It's a never-ending journey, and every day provides new opportunities to keep climbing towards that let's go moment. Visit Delta.com to book today. What's happening, Mr. Brady? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Jim. It's nice to have one of my uh, one of my friends on today, a, fo- a fellow California kid, but someone I really look up to and admire for the way that he's playing the games is one of the tough competitors out there that I had a chance to compete against. Josh, thanks for coming on with us. Super grateful to have you, and, and you're having a, a great season. And uh, you have since the day you came into the league. You know, you've been a big, tough competitor, and there's been a lot that's placed on you. And I know how Bill's Mafia is. They got big expectations for you. And, uh, <laughs> and you played in a lot of big games, and you performed really well. And I really appreciate you being with us. Well, thanks for having me on. It's some uh, nice words coming from, from the likes of you. Obviously, I grew up a huge Tom Brady fan. There's no secret to that. I know Bill's Mafia wasn't the happiest. I, there's <laughs> pictures on the internet of me wearing his jerseys and Patriots gear and all that jazz, and it gets posted every time we play the freaking Pats. That that picture always comes up. But, um, you know, can't you can't fault me for that. And like Tom said, both California kids, but someone that I obviously looked up to and tried to emulate as a kid and still still continue to do so. Josh, what's it like to represent that area? It, people feel the wrath of the Bills Mafia on the outside. Tommy felt it for those 20-plus years. What's it like to be on the inside? Well, I mean, I, what I feel is it's it's a fan base that Tom alluded to earlier. They love football here. They love the Bills. You know, in Mafia, I mean, I, I really think that's a term for family, right? Like, it's, it is – it is so family oriented here. It reminds me so much of how um, I was born and raised in, in my hometown in terms of everybody feels like they know everybody and it's just one big community, but it, it's, it's not a huge city. Obviously, there's not all the, the high rises and places to go to eat and party and club and all that stuff. But, you know, I think that makes Buffalo unique, um, especially for the players because they come here and, we, we hang out with each other. We get to do things as a team. You know, it's like, hey, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? You know, we're, we're five minutes down the road. Everybody lives in, in pretty close proximity to each other. And, you know, we definitely use that time where maybe other people in L.A. or Miami, like all these big cities that have these teams, they may be an hour and a half away from each other based on where they live. They don't hang out. Um, so we utilize that to our, our benefit as much as we can. We get a little little Halloween party tonight that we're going to, which we, um, those Halloween parties are fun, man. I, and I think that actually the team together and helps build that camaraderie. But, um, but back to Bill's Mafia, man, it's, it's a, it's a fan base that's starving to win a world championship. And, you know, it's, everybody knows the four Super Bowls that the Bills have been to and never got it done. You can still feel the hurt and the, and the energy and the passion that they have towards those teams and obviously Jim Jim lives here Thurman lives here Bruce and Andre they come back quite often Pastor lives here and they're they are you know they are still highly respected and put up on a pedestal because of how much they embrace Buffalo as a community you know it's three guys that maybe didn't want to be here right when they they got drafted or they got picked up and they now they've lived here and they've their kids here and I think that um, Western New York really appreciates that aspect too, that people that 
may have this preconceived notion of, of how cold and there's not here and all of a sudden it's like you know what this is a perfect perfect spot to raise a family and to be um, integrated into the community here and I think that's that's really cool in itself. It's always been so fun even the years that I played there to walk to be up there and Jim Kelly's on the sideline Andre Reed's there and Bruce Smith is around Thurman Thomas you'd see a lot and I think they do have such a close community of people it's it feels like a real football fraternity of guys who have played for the Bills and they do rally around their teams and uh you know they're they're there's high expectations you know even when you know you would think after not winning it's not like it's you know they've won Super Bowl Super Bowl Super Bowl there's still high expectations because the caliber of of player that's been there they've had a history of great players Hall of Fame players that have performed and now they have that as well. There's Von Miller on the team. They've had, you know, some great linebackers. Matt Milano, I know he's injured, and Josh and uh, Stephon Diggs. So, you know, they have these players they love, and they, you know, they they see these guys perform at a high level, and it reminds them of some of the Bills greats of the past, you know, and now they just got to find a way to get over the hump and figure out a way to, you know, there's tough competition in the AFC. The Chiefs have been, you know – They've been at the top of the, the conference, uh, you know, the last bunch of years just playing great football. And I think to beat them, you know, the Bills are going to have to play in that day great football, um, which they're certainly capable of doing. Let's Go is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to the game. You love the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. You know that Amex is going to be with you every step of the way because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen – but when American Express don't live life without it. Jim Gray with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald. Great to be joined by Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Tommy, we talk about it a lot on this program. You were so proficient at running um, and you just love it when you see Josh run. What's your advice to him about that <laughs> running the football? Well, I, I think that, you know, this is a, a I have a lot of pet peeves because, you know, at 23 years of playing, I have a lot of pet peeves about the way the guys would run routes about what guys, the way offensive linemen would stand in the huddle, about guys jogging on and off the field. Like, I had a lot of pet peeves. I'm sure Dable could probably name a bunch of my pet peeves. Um, but I think from a quarterback standpoint, I, I really, because I love these quarterbacks and I, I you know, I, I love the way they play and the passion they have, I want to see him play for a long time too. You know, and it's someone like Josh, for example, that I see – has this amazing ability that not a lot of guys have. Size, speed, strength, obviously his ability to throw the football. He was a little wild early on. That settled down. He's a little more accurate now. But he's because he makes a lot of plays running the ball, I think sometimes he gets used and he wants to run it because he knows he can gain yards. There's a lot of confidence in it. But the only problem is, from my standpoint, you're putting yourself in harm's way. And when you put yourself in harm's way, it doesn't take much – you know, to, for someone to land on you, you know, to, to set you back, you know, and I've had, for example, I've had, I separated my left shoulder. I separated my right shoulder. In fact, in a quarterback sneak, uh, we played when I was at Tampa, I separated my right shoulder on a quarterback sneak on the goal line. Milano from in the end zone, separated my right shoulder and it bothered me the rest of the season. But, you know, look, I was trying to gain one yard and gaining that one yard cost me eight weeks of arm pain. Now, in my mind, could I have given that to my 230-pound halfback? Yeah, probably could have. Now, in the moment, I'm like, no, I got to get this ball in. So 
that's kind of the decisions you make as a quarterback. And I would love to see Josh save those for very special moments and special occasions to run the ball rather than to run the ball uh, six minutes into the game on a, on a second and six, you know, and, and not that he shouldn't run, but when he does run, fucking slide and make sure no one hits you because I don't want to see him ever, you know, get hurt. And I want to see him out there playing every week. Cause he's such a, he's such a fucking stud. And, and uh, you know, he could do a lot of things that I couldn't do back there, but at the same time, I want to see him play another, you know, 10 to 12 years and really see how he can maximize potential because he loves the sport, you know, and he loves his teammates and Buffalo's got a great quarterback in him. And, you know, he's got to, he's got to evolve his thinking a little bit as he goes just to be a little smarter with when the ball's in his hands. And your response is, sir. (laughs) He's going to say I'm right. (laughs) Thank you. He is right. I'm not saying that he's wrong, but you could get hurt in the pocket just as much as you can outside the pocket. That's the only caveat that I have for that. And I got hurt early on in my career, my, my, my rookie year, um, my UCL, and I was throwing the ball and I got jammed up between two guys. And, uh, you know, I think you said it, you said it earlier, I think it was one of your ads. It's not, it's not if, it's when, right? And I think that everybody in their career, the football is going to get you at some point. Right, whether it's long term or short term, you're going to get hurt at some point just because of how violent this sport is. And you know, obviously, li- limiting and, and mitigating the risk is is the name of the game, and the best ability is availability, and all those talking points and cliches too. But <laughs> you got to you got to go win a football game, and sometimes it calls upon me doing something, uh, putting my body on the line for my teammates because of how much I do love my teammates and how much. You know, I see them working their tails off too. So I gotta, I gotta give them everything that I have when I'm on the football field, and that's that's where the flip for me is so hard to turn off, is because I, I just care so much about winning football games that sometimes it it does, you know, cost the risks to be a little bit higher than than maybe even the reward. I think what I hear him saying, Tommy, is he can't be programmed. He's like my <laughs> oldest son. I try to tell him, but in the end, he's just got to do it his way. And speaking from a few years of experience, he still wants just to do it his way. So he can do it his way. Your your oldest son? No, he's, yeah, he's, you're not, you're not that, you're not that old. You're not that young. So you're, you're He's 27, Jack's 16. So he's closer to Jack's age and understanding of Jack than he is a 46 year old guy. I can add two. You don't need to add that. I'm, <laughs> I, 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 you're right. But, uh, you know, I think just from my standpoint, Josh is, Josh is right. And a lot of playing quarterback in the end is mitigating risk. And I think if there's an opportunity, like, for example, you could throw, you know, a, a ball into tight coverage and go, you know, look, sometimes you just got to make throws in tight coverage. Or sometimes you can just throw the ball to a guy that may be a little bit more open and gain a few less yards. That's my point, is we have to sometimes make decisions in certain moments to check the ball down or to gain a few yards and move on. So he knows I'm right. We don't even need to follow up with him. I like, made my point. Like, like and, Tom, I'm a competitive son of a gun, too. So I think at the end of the day, like, we're, we're in this world, you got to be extremely competitive and you got to have that sense of wiring in your brain, I think, to be successful in this league. I, I had a good golf match with uh, with Josh and Patrick, and myself and Aaron played them in the match. And 
Josh was talking a lot of shit before the match, just so you guys know. And he'd been working on this game, and he played great. You know when I saw him, Scratchy? I saw him on the first hole teeing off, and then I saw him. It ended up being on the 12th hole on the final. But I didn't see him the rest of the day. He was in this fairway on the right, then this fairway on the left, <laughs> this fairway on the right. I mean, it was it was really unfortunate for Patrick that Josh left him hanging all day, and I had to remind him of that because – you know, he just had this big, little, talkative mouth on the in on the driving range, and and in the, the the day before, and then when he got on the course, and you know, he was never in your shots. So yeah, the crazy this story is that if I was right, Tom was left. If I was left, Tom was right. <laughs> Tom was in the middle. Tom was in the water. Tom was in the bottom. It was it was an Aaron and Pat show. I'll admit that. But I'm not going to say it was. What was the shit you were talking? What were you saying to him? Uh, he shot whatever one under par the week before or three days before he's had his golf coach in there and he was just flushing everything. And then I saw him on the range. I was like, shit, you know, I mean, you know how big and strong he is and how quickly he can get through that ball. It could go a long way. And it was going pretty straight until, you know, D1, they turned the- down on the tee and your hand is just <laughs> even keep it. That that whole match, man, like that, that was so – it was uncomfortable. You know, I, I got the earpiece. It didn't work, so they're trying to fix this. But there's just so many people there. And me, like Tom is screaming, like, guys, move, please. We are not professional golfers. Get out of the way. And uh, I, I hit a couple people. I did. That's, that's something I did. <laughs> Jim Gray along with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Allen. Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Hey, Tommy, what was your favorite audible? You screamed out Alabama once. What was your favorite audible? Mm, we had a lot of them. Probably had a, a lot of the same code words as Josh did. Um, you know, we had Jordan. We had Ali. We had my favorite play, which I'm sure Josh knows pretty well, Haas Juke. That's what you called Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, so there was a play that basically – I always liked when I had a lot of receivers go out because I didn't like keeping a lot of guys in because the more guys I had out, the more options, quick options I had because when the ball was in my hands, I needed to get rid of it quick because if I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to run. So I always liked being in empty formations. And anyway, there were certain plays that I loved that was my favorite that were the goats of play calls. And one of them was – in particular, the play that Josh knows well, and we called it Jordan because it was so great. And then the flip side of that, that was a right formation with the R and Jordan. And then Ali, Muhammad Ali, was a left formation play, which was the same play. So that's those were probably my two favorites. All right. Well, America got to hear what Josh Allen audibled the other night on Thursday Night Football versus Tampa so, Bay. Go ahead and play it, Snake. LeBron? J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Oh, that's not that's not what America seems to think they heard. Uh, they heard it. I'll tell you that right now. That's that's our Cavalier trough right. J.R. Smith, the basketball player, golfer. I remember yeah. when he when, I remember when he got the ball and went into the backcourt, and LeBron went crazy because he took the ball the wrong direction in one of those games against the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know in football, not many people would realize, but football is such a game of strategy. You know, everything is chess in football. So much of the game plan changes week to week based on the strengths and weaknesses of the opponent. But we develop these inventory of plays that these plays work versus certain coverages 
that you're going to face that particular week. So, you know, you'd have this big inventory of, let's say, no huddle words or audible words that you would draw on from week to week. So we had names like Frank Sinatra, Fred Couples, um, Jordan, Ali, Pulp Fiction, um, Air Force One. Uh, there were so many different ones that all correlated to different code words that we'd have within the offense. So I like listening to what a lot of other guys come up with. Wasn't there a LeBron James? Did you have one, Josh? LeBron James and J.R. Smith are I, – I can't get away on the but they're, they're no paired ways. up. Um, I mean, I can go some old ones. We used to have like a, a Tiger Woods, which is a bunker concept. The, the counter hots, you know, the, the Chuck Liddells and the Charles Barkley. <laughs> and we've got we a lot. But it, it's crazy because like I essentially run the system that Tom ran when he was in New England for so long. And it's, it's a little bit modified and it's essentially the same thing. So when he's talking about some of these routes, I can try to picture him or when he's talking about his little audibles here. I'm like trying to put them in my mind. Like, I wonder what those are called for us. And just based on, you know, like Fred Couples is a golfer. Maybe it's a bunker concept. I don't know. There's just certain things in this offense that it makes sense when you're in it. But from the outside perspective, it doesn't feel like it makes a whole lot of sense. Fred Couples is F reverse right. Fred Couples, F reverse left. Sorry. So we were in two by two with the F and a cut split. That was the Julian. And then Frank Sinatra was F reverse right. Pretty Josh's good favorite song is by Frank Sinatra, correct? <laughs> correct, no, Josh? Don't let him sing. That's life. That's, that's life. That's what all the people say. You're right. I'm high in April. Shut down, Shut down in May. But I know I'm going to change. All right, enough. <laughs> it's that's a microcosm for football though right like i think uh it's week to week it's a week to week league and you know you win a game against a good opponent you're the best team in football and you're crowned at for that week until you lose to a not so great team and then you're the worst team in football so it's life it's so much of it too i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i said when you choose football you're choosing a life of a little bit of misery because nothing is ever perfect and there's so many variables that are out of your control and it's a very tough thing to reckon with that you have to really there are a few moments where you play probably your top level of performance and then so many others where you're just not just not getting it all right and you got to be cool with that so you know, there's a lot of teams. No teams are undefeated right now. It's, there's only a few teams with maybe – is there any – how many teams have one loss, two losses? Most have two, right? <laughs> Chiefs lost two. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of a funky year. A lot of parity right now. Hey, Josh, we're going to let you go. But before we do, uh, you're going back to Cincinnati this week. And, of course, everybody remembers what happened last year with DeMar Hamlin. It was such a tragic – tragic incident that turned into a beautiful moment that brought the whole country together. Uh, if you can just tell us your thoughts of, of what has transpired. And as you go back to Cincinnati, uh, obviously you played them in the playoffs again as well, but just uh, if you can encapsulate uh, this year and the meaning that it's had for you and everybody up in Buffalo. Yeah, obviously not, not our uh, funnest moment as a, as a team seeing all that transpire when it did on the field last year, but 
you know, the weeks after that and getting the positive updates on DeMar, obviously that helped our team and our, our mentality a lot. Um, it's a lot, lot for a team to go through, though. I think that um, it, it weighed on us quite heavily throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, it's constantly on our, on our minds. But for him to come back and um, obviously make the squad and be an inspiration, not just to us, but so many people in the world, he's done so, so much good. In this, you know, not in this area alone, like in, in the entire country in terms of bringing awareness to CPR and, and raising money and, and donating um, the defibrillators, the AEDs to, you know, high schools and little league teams and just around around the country. And I think that that's so freaking cool that he's been able to turn such a tragic moment in his life into such a, a positive movement that you know, could very well end up saving people's lives. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's very powerful in itself. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better, Josh. We appreciate your time. Halloween tonight. You, you, you said you're going to a party. What are you dressing up of? in the past? I guess you've been Frank Sinatra and uh, <laughs> you've been Elvis. Uh, what are we getting tonight? Well, it's just uh, it's one of my favorite characters of all time. It's one of the best movies of all time. William boy. Wallace? The water boy. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> I better see a picture. I grew up and I, I was so crazy about the water boy that my my mom, there's very select few people in the world that call me Boucher, but I got I got lost one time, I guess, in a uh, Walmart or whatever, where we wherever we were shopping and my mom turned around, and I wasn't there, and I was smart enough as a kid to go to the concessions or wherever the stand and tell them that, you know, I'm lost. And um, they went on the, the announcement and said, well, the parents of Joshie Boucher come to the front. Because <laughs> I, I love this movie so much. So now I get to get to dress up as, as the water boy. And I got tanks in my backpack. And I'm going to be passing out um, ice cold water for everybody. So it's going to be fun. I love it. That's great. Amazing. Josh, Have thanks fun, so much man. for joining us. Best of luck the rest of the season. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Way to go, my man. Love seeing you. Keep it up. That's Josh Allen. Tom Brady and I will be back in just a moment. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. It's K's Black Friday kickoff, November 3rd through November 5th. Shop early and save on thousands of new gift-worthy styles. Exclusions do apply. Visit K.com for details. Much more on Let's Go as we continue. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. With six world-class locations from coast to coast, there is no better place to stay, play, and win. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Tommy, when you're a great player and you're trying to win the Super Bowl and you know how hard it is, 
32 teams are just battling like crazy and you get close, but you don't quite get over the hump. What, what, how do you deal with that internally? Cause you've lost Super Bowls, and yeah. how do you get over that circumstance uh, so you can finally hold, hold the Lombardi trophy? You know, I think that the best part about, you know, when you have these tough defeats, you know, obviously you learn the most cause they hurt the most and you carry those with you for a long time, but they should act as motivators to get you to work a little harder, communicate a little more, you don't ever want to get to – unfortunately, if you're a great competitor, you get to these big games. And the reality of these big games, you don't always win them. And you've got to deal with, you know, the toughest losses I've ever had have been Super Bowl losses. However, their greatest wins are Super Bowl wins. So the question is, would you rather have the opportunity to win the Super Bowl – and have the opportunity to lose the Super Bowl or not have the opportunity for either. And the reality is, is great competitors, the only way to win is to put yourself in a position to lose. And losing is very difficult on the biggest stage and the biggest moments because they stick with you the most and the longest and are the hardest to deal with because you value them the most. So when you value winning and winning a championship, when you lose that, it hurts the most. And that's the most challenging thing. And hopefully it doesn't break you. Anything that stresses you should make you more resilient and allow you to deal with some different challenging moments in your life. And, you know, losing a game is really hard, but at the same time, the sun comes up the next day as well. Mm -hmm. So dealing with the fear of failure is okay. You got to learn to deal with it because that's the way life is. We have to deal with things that, we didn't want to have happen. I didn't want to lose those Super Bowls, but look, they happened. So, so you've got to, you got to figure out how to deal with it yourself. How do I move on and still, you know, wake up and be motivated to go out and do my best the next time? So you said you learn. How do you learn from David Tyree? How do you learn from Mario Manningham? How do you learn when you throw for, for five hundred and fifteen yards in a game and you and, and you don't punt? How do yeah. how do you train yourself that that's an experience to learn from? Because some of that's just the quirks of fate. Yeah, I agree. And you have these little micro defeats as well. You know, a defeat in week one or a defeat in off season, or you're playing a golf match and you lose. And all these things, like I always find the guys who lose and the people and the competitors that lose and blame other people, I don't feel like they ever learn anything. So in the end, they become just bad teammates, bad people to be around because they want to win, but they don't want to deal with losing. It's the best teammates ever had they deal with losing by looking at themselves and waking up the next day and trying to go change the outcome. Now you're not always going to change the outcome. You know, you're, you can't change what happened. You can put yourself in a position by working hard to succeed again in the future, but that doesn't guarantee you success either. So really the person you're giving back to when you work hard is yourself because you're trying to build something. And when you build something, you gain confidence. But if you don't want to work at it or it's discouraging where it breaks you down, then you don't want to learn the difficult lessons. In the end, you want things pretty easy. And the problem with things that are easy, there's not a lot of value in those things. So you're going to look back at your life realizing that you never challenged yourself. Therefore, you didn't gain a lot of value out of these things. If you want to challenge yourself, that's going to come with the fear of failure and dealing with failure. And that's okay. 
because that's the only way you can gain confidence in yourself by building something and ultimately succeeding. And when you do, that's what builds your character. That's why you value that because you've actually put a lot of hard work into it. Think Josh and the Buffalo Bills will get one? I, I certainly think so because he's such a talented player and he does things the right way. And uh, I think he's going to be rewarded for his hard work at some point by you know, getting his team to the Super Bowl and ultimately winning it. And it's tough competition, like we always said, but Josh is a great competitor. And, uh, and I, love his, I love his charisma. I love how relatable he is to everybody, his ability to get the best out of his teammates and himself. So I'm a, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. Tommy, great to have Josh on. Great to talk to you. Terrific show. We will talk to you next week. Great. Can't wait. That's Tom Brady. You know his work days and you know his workouts. It's all supported by the TB12 plant-based protein powder, and it can help you elevate your performance. It's the perfect choice to maintain a low-carb diet without compromising taste or performance. Check it out and other TB12 sports performance products at tb12sports.com. Com. That's tb12sports.com. Here our full-length interview with Josh Allen right now on the SiriusXM app, included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. That's our program for this week. Very special thanks to Josh Allen for joining us and our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Want to thank our sponsors as well. Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and TB12 Sports. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. Listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the SiriusXM app, included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go to hear our podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Now, for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.